0: Flushing Girl from Flushing, the nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. I, uh, uh Miss Fine.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Oh, Mr. Sheffield. It's a podcast about The Nanny, the hit sitcom from the 90s starring Fran Drescher. I am Shandi Pasquale here with...
0: Doria Sheffield.
1: That's right. And we are here to talk about season three, episode five of The Nanny, Val's Apartment. This Mm. is the one wherein Fran... Uh, starts to feel like maybe she doesn't have enough uh, of her own free time and decides she's going to go live with Val to prove a point to Mr. Sheffield who doesn't believe that she can do it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, hilarity ensues and we get a really great Laverne and Shirley almost crossover but enough that Tori and I have only talked about Laverne and Shirley this morning. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes, yes. It's almost as if it's like within the you know what it is? It's within the now the nanny has entered the happy days extended universe. Agreed. So that's what that did. Because Laverne and Shirley, you know, famously happy days spin off. And now the nanny enters that reality. <laughs>
1: And honestly, if you were ever going to do a backdoor pilot, this is the episode I would have done a backdoor pilot for. Like, you do Val and Fran move into an apartment filled with gay men, Fran ends up eventually moving out, and then the spinoff series is called, like, Val's Apartment. And it's just, like, Val and these, like, wacky characters and, like, her life. That yeah. That is a show I would have watched.
0: Or it's like, you know, Fran has to move out at the end of the episode, but Val gets a different roommate, you mm-hmm. know? Ooh, or, mm-hmm. you know, as I keep pushing for, Cece somehow loses her apartment and gets forced to I mean, to honestly, dude,
1: I would have been happy with Val and Grandma Yetta.
0: Mm, Spin-off I, show. I think you need a uh, – you know how we said like Niles couldn't have his own spin off show because it's like the stew needs many many more ingredients and it can't rely on one spice. Yeah. I think I would feel that way about Yetta. That would be like the Golden Girls with Jess Ma.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: like, okay, I which I don't I don't want to see. I I need the Rose. I need the uh other lady. <laughs> I need then I need the other lady. <laughs> Dorothy and uh and uh, Ruby Clanahan.
1: Okay, so what happened? Let's get into it. What happened in this episode? It starts uh, in the middle of the night. Fran is woken up by the doorbell ringing and ringing and ringing. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Ding dong. Uh, she comes running downstairs. Niles comes out of his room. We get a real funny beat. <laughs> we get a real funny beat where we we find out niles wears a night a mouth guard at night because he grinds his teeth and fran mentions a cousin she has who grinded her teeth down to the gums and says she was miserable but her husband loved it
0: (laughs) yep i wrote bj joke in all caps um and we also cold open (laughs) we also have the joke that you know fran sleeps in a full face of makeup with earrings in case a fireman should come in the middle of the night um, and she needs to look her best previous night. I think
1: I may have told this story on here before, but my grandma used to have a friend who would go to sleep in full makeup and then wait. Until her husband was in bed, and then get up and take her makeup off and set her alarm and wake up early to put her makeup back on. No, he I woke think up.
0: that's Miss Maisel. I no, think- no,
1: no. And then it was in Miss Maisel. Oh
0: my God. And I turned to
1: Elizabeth watching Miss Maisel and I went, Holy shit. My grandma used to tell the story about this lady all the time <gasps> who did this for years. Like, for years, wow. it was, like, a joke in my grandparents' house that, like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, she would get up and, you know, her husband never saw her without her makeup on. She would get up every morning at 5 a.m. So, like, that Miss Mazel bit wow. obviously is from just a thing that women were doing at the time because – Yeah. Like I knew that. Like that stuck with me forever because I never understood the why. And then even as I got older and I started to understand, I was like, well, that seems like an awful way to live your life.
0: (laughs) Well, it's definitely one of those things where I feel like you would have read about it in like a how to be the perfect housewife in the 50s. Like, you know, know, your husband works hard. So like make sure you look good for him. (laughs) Wake up at 4 a.m. to make sure you look immaculate. Okay, so we start off solid with a BJ joke and a makeup joke. <laughs> Sylvia's at the door and she comes, she's literally arrived at 5 a.m. just to be like Fran, how did last night's date go? And Fran's like, oh my, I actually canceled it. And then she she literally cowers expecting a blow. <laughs> I, oh, I got blow from Sylvia. And then uh, Sylvia's like, you think I'm going to hit you? And then Sylvia does hit her. <laughs> um, but she's like, Ma, the kids needed me. And that's where we get this beat that we've had a, or a sentiment that we've had a few times before from Sylvia where she's like, when are you going to get a life of your own friend? And Fran also then tortures Sylvia by saying that she's like, Ma, I do have a life. I actually uh, just got proposed to by an investment banker, and he's worth billions, um, but he had me sign a prenup. And Sylvia literally almost collapses.
1: There are two things that stuck out with me in the scene. It's it's Sylvia almost collapsing, but then it's also Sylvia going, How can you sleep like this? Where are your earrings. Yes. And she pulls her hair back, and she's sleeping with her earrings. Too. Yep,
0: yep. <laughs> um great great b and again um you know so funny that miss mazel was doing all of this years later because these are you know they everyone's like oh so revolutionary but you know it's a great show but the nanny was doing it first
1: the nanny was doing it first and you know and also it's just like it really does feel to me like this this is obviously a thing that like older jewish women did right Mm -hmm. they went to sleep with makeup on they didn't want their husbands to see them without makeup it's like like Between, like, my personal connection to it and this show and Maisel, it's like, oh, this was clearly, like, a, you know, 50s and 60s Jewish woman Uh thing that happened a lot, which is fascinating to me. And also, like, really depressing. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine, though, like, your husband never knowing what you look like without makeup? That just seems bananas.
0: I mean, it's how
1: would you even pull it off? What if you got sick? What so, if you missed a night? it sounds like, so
0: stressful because also, like, what if you then like, you know, have like diarrhea or something? Like, like there's yeah. just like so many things about it that seems like it's just setting you up for such tremendous failure at yeah. a certain point. Like-
1: it's really it it baffled me even as a child hearing that story without knowing the ins and outs of what a relationship's actually like. I can remember my first question just being like, but how, how does she do this? How does she? <laughs> like, what if he gets up in the middle of the night? <laughs> he doesn't look over sometimes and go, Oh Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. It just sounds so stressful. Uh, uh, anyway. But- so, yeah. uh,
1: so basically this, this starts to set the seed that, you know, Sylvia kind of gives Fran shit about not having a life outside of the Sheffields, which I think puts Fran a little bit on like the defensive. Mm-hmm. And then we, cut to the kitchen the next morning. We get a great Niles bit (laughs) where Niles is cleaning the counter and then Cece says, you've missed a spot and then pours her coffee all over the counter <laughs> and then gets on the phone and Niles soaks up all the spilled coffee with a sponge and then rings the sponge out into Cece's cup. Yeah. And I was like, this is a good bit. And then they got they they got even me because then Cece picks up the cup and goes, oh, Mr. Sheffield, I have your coffee. Yeah, she goes,
0: Maxwell, your coffee's ready. And she, and she has this look of satisfaction on her face. Yeah. Because she knows that Niles was going to pull some shit. And now she's turned it around on him.
1: <laughs> it was great. It was a great little reversal. Oh, like yeah. in the same way the Sylvia line too, where she's like, oh my God, how do you, I can't believe you sleep like this. So that she's like, where are your earrings? Like there's a couple good like setups and then reversals.
0: Yes. There's some good ups. And the, also um, Niles, when he realizes that his plan has failed and has backfired, his mouth is literally agape. Like he's, yeah. he feels so bested by her. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> it yep. was great. It was great. Uh, then we
1: get a very brief appearance by the children who literally walk through the scene, just sort of catching the audience up on where they're at. That was, <laughs> It was like the, the three kids come in and one goes like, I'm still doing psychotherapy. And the other one's like, I do this. and The other one's like, I have to do this today. And then they all leave.
0: <laughs> it was just, you know, a reminder that the children still exist. The children are here.
1: <laughs> um, so then we Fran comes in, she's tired and she's stressed about her love life and Val shows up and this sort of kicks the next part of the plot into gear cuz Val's sick of living at home.
0: Mhm. She's mm-hmm.
1: like fed up with her parents, she hates living with her parents and um
0: well we also have this great great beat where she sits down and she and she's like oh Fran, like I'm fed up. I'm 33 years old and then Fran's are like like motions like Niles is here and they both go oh, 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 like clearing their throats like they and then And then, because it's basically, Val has just revealed her true age. And Niles looks at them and he goes, Miss Fine, I thought you and Val were in the same grade. And uh, Fran goes, "Uh, I skipped several grades. And then she's like, she whispers, and she was held back a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But we finally get their ages confirmed at 33. 33,
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is about right. That's what we thought.
0: Yeah, that's what we thought. Uh yeah. but it was very funny.
1: Because. Um so then we hit the 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 plot point home a little harder because now we cut to Fran in her room trying to get ready and and <laughs> the kids so first Brighton. Yeah, it's Brighton comes in first. And she's like at her what do you call that? Like a makeup
0: like stand. her um
1: her like I know noir. what it's called. Yeah, uh, no, I her vanity, uh, her vanity, her vanity. Thank you, her vanity. Yeah. So Fran is at like her vanity and she's wearing like a bathrobe with like a bra and like whatever. And like Brighton just walks in the room, which I thought was very presumptuous, frankly. I mean, but
0: then we find out he walked in to sneak a peek.
1: <laughs> he did. He did. He walked in to Sneak a Peek, she and she's walked. like, oh my god, Brighton, and she like covers her, you know, she closes her robe, and then she goes, at least when Niles does it, he pretends to vacuum, which sets up a great Niles bit in a couple oh. seconds. Oh, um, And then we get, and then so then Brighton leaves, and then another kid comes in, and another kid comes in, mm-hmm. and they're all bothering her, and she's, you know, like, oh, I just need some alone time. Um, and then that scene ends with... With Niles vacuuming past the room, slowing down to get a peek, realizing she's not there, and then sadly walking back the yeah. other way, dragging the vacuum back behind him. <laughs> yes.
0: I, you know, the thing is, like, we're all we're laughing about this, and I was genuinely laughing, but in another light, this is a very hostile a work mess. environment. it's a mess. I mean, call HR. Jeez, dude, Louise. The
1: kids perving on her, the butler's oh, perving God. on her. I mean, everyone's just like, let me see the nanny Mc- name you know
0: what though this sometimes it kind of reminds me though like you know my my mom you know had a very you know like ambitious career in d c you know she's seventy years old now, and I'll always say things like you know it' very male dominated world and I'll be like, mom, you know, did you ever have trouble because like you were you know were a woman in this male environment and blah 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 and she's always like she's always like no, no, and kind of insinuates almost that like you know that's for like whiners or that's for women that like are asking for it. And then like, you know, literally 10 minutes later, she'll be like, oh yes, that was the boss who said he wouldn't give me a raise unless I dated him. The scamp. like, Oh boy. And you're just like, oh no, just the lack of awareness of yeah. women in this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: like, well, that was, I mean, I had a conversation with my mom once at like the height of me too. And like, she's come around since, but like the very height of it, my mom was just like, look, this is just how men were like i don't understand what are we going to punish every man and i was like well i mean i guess if we have to like we should like, like no but
0: it's just no it was truly just like you know yeah like like just expecting nothing out nothing better men are
1: perverts and we can't expect anything more from them than that yeah. period i
0: like um, said
1: um so but but all of this is to say it 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 really it really works to hammer home the idea that uh, Fran is like a little uh, annoyed's even the wrong word, just like a little on edge with all of the, the constant stream of like attention she gets in the Sheffield house and that she doesn't really have, uh, any, any time to herself. And then we cut to, was, we, they also quickly set up that she's going out on a date. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to later, she's now out on the porch with her date, who's a podiatrist, mm-hmm. and they're making out. <laughs> and Mr. Sheffield is weirdly, like, <laughs> banging on the window of the front no. door and turning the lights off and on, like, acting yes. like her father. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I like it because it wasn't even – like, I'm sure it was coming from a jealous place, but it was almost more from, like, appearing out with, like, it, like, like, a fatherly place. Like yes. mm, It's time she comes in now.
1: Yes. And like, what is this man doing to her? Like, yeah. So, and that is sort of the straw that breaks the camel's back for Fran. She comes inside. She's like, I need space. And Mr. Sheffield's like, you know, I don't want you to go. And then he lists a bunch of stuff that annoys her that she does around the house and then she's like oh yeah well what about you every time you leave the room you mention cereal it's always cheerios cheerios yes yes, yes. they have a the very like kind
0: of set, one of those charge tense fights where it's like you know well you're not so easy to live with either and, da, 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 da. and then he's like fine go you'll be crawling back here in a week and she's like only if you mm-hmm. beg me mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. we had this great line where he she he goes oh, you don't think i'm capable of putting three children to bed and she goes of course you are just put them in the the front row of one of your latest shows. <laughs> so I literally go, whoa. Burn. And, yeah. And he's like, fine, go. So so we establish she is out of there. Yeah.
1: Which brings us to uh her moving into an apartment with Val. They they kind of briefly set up set this up like earlier. Val sort of mentions she's looking for apartments, but then they just have an apartment. And they they move there, they <laughs> well, first we get a very funny Laverne and Shirley, which once once David Lander showed up, I actually thought that the Laverne and Shirley reference prior to that was a little too on the nose. Mm. Like, like they didn't mm. they didn't need both, they needed either or. So like first they're standing outside their room to the apartment and they do like the Laverne and Shirley, like Shamil, Shamazel, Haas and Pepper Incorporated. And so I was like, oh, that's cute. It's like Laverne and Shirley bit. That makes sense. Mm. But then they walk into the apartment and their landlord walks in, and it is David Lander who played Squiggy on Laverne and Shirley. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now we have to quickly pause to explain
0: laverne
1: and shirley Shirley was a tv show it was a spinoff of happy days laverne and shirley were two female characters that were like you know independent women who were gonna live on their own and they worked in like a bottle factory in detroit i believe Mm -hmm. and um they had these two neighbors lenny and squiggy who were like (sighs) greasers i guess that was
0: the bit, right? Like Wannabe like, wannabes. Like they were not cool, but they thought they, they were. They thought tough. they were cool. Yeah, they were yeah. not tough, but they thought they were tough, and they were like definitely in love. Squiggy was <laughs> in love with one of them. Yes, um,
1: Lenny Leonard Lenny was too, I think. Uh, um, and, and interestingly enough, Lenny was played by Michael McKean, yes. who was just in an episode we covered.
0: He played Cece's brother.
1: Yes. Um. So I didn't expect a Lenny appearance because that would have broken the continuity of the show and a really weird way <laughs> but i think that would have been funny too I it would have been funny it. um but but and then i was even you know i was like oh that's funny they're having him do the squiggy bit but then he even says oh my partner leonard so like they basically took lenny and squiggy and made them into a gay couple yeah now the landlords of this building <laughs> What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA a member FDIC. Um, and I want to say, and I, only from sense memory, I believe the apartment that they moved into was the Laverne and Shirley apartment.
0: It, it was very similar because I, I rewatched some stuff and I'm, I'm sure it was intentional and it was yeah. very, very similar. Um, yeah. And I mean, but this is just like – it's a genius, hilarious bit to take an established character from another show's canon who has – and then, you know, being like, oh, yeah, um, he's actually in a relationship with that roommate. And like, you know, it's just – it was –
1: No, it was seamless and it really worked and you could buy that like, oh, yeah, like they don't ever even actually call him Squiggy I don't think no um, they just go this is our our landlord and he's playing squiggy though like he's doing the he does the voice but he's, he's
0: but he's a different he is a it's like if squiggy came out and then fully embraced his like his gay side you know yeah. and was like he's in like a leopard print blazer and he's like hello like he, yeah. he's not exactly squiggy but he, he's like a hybrid squiggy it's almost laverne and shirley fanfic <laughs> it's great it's genuinely yeah. great um Well, but this this causes them to realize, though, that they Mm -hmm. are in a very gay part of town, and one of the ways that Val lured Fran into this plan was. I found an apartment where there's it's it's, it's all guys. Yeah, it's streaming <laughs> with single guys. And yeah. you're definitely gonna meet someone. So um, you know, Fran has this great line where she's like, you know, maybe you should have thought twice before leasing an apartment across from the Judy Holiday Inn, who's <laughs> <was> a famous <laughs> singer and you know, in gay, you know, very beloved in gay culture. And um, then Val's like. Fran, don't worry. Like, I'm sure there'll be some available guys for us to meet. And no sooner does she do that, does Fran grab the door handle, like throw open the door, and we hear Judy Garland blaring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's uh, it's like, clang, 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 goes the trolley. Um, and it's just a hilarious beat, perfectly yeah. timed. Um it was just, you know, it was such a fun, great scene and concept to, you know, and tie it was. in, and, and and all
1: the beats in it, you know, uh, friend Val going, oh my god, there's a roach, and friend goes, take your shoe off, and then she <laughs> right. takes her shoe off, and instead of hitting the roach with her shoe, she steps on the roach with her bare
0: foot. It killed <laughs> me. She goes, take your shoe off and kill it. It was so funny. <laughs> I love so hard, and so I was funny. not expecting it either.
1: No, it was a good bit. That was a really good bit. Um, yeah. And so then this leads to. Uh, Fran waking up for late, uh, waking up late for work. We get a funny beat where she wakes up and, I, I guess the, it was weird. Does the apartment have no rooms? Because they were both asleep on the couch, this which I didn't why, understand. Yeah, no, this
0: is why I think it actually differs a little from the Laverne and Shirley apartment. It doesn't go as far back. So we're, you know, th- we're led to think that, like, not only is this apartment in an in a unideal part of town, it's kind of a dump, and they're sleeping on a pull-out mattress sharing it. So it's very unideal. But so then there waits. is a bedroom. Is there? Yes, oh, because that's it. where
1: Yedda comes out <laughs>
0: Oh, I thought she came out of the kitchen, but you're right. Okay. No. Maybe there's just no bed in there yet. We don't know. It's but very so-
1: weird, but they're they're very hilariously sleeping on the couch. Um, crammed uh, together. Foot to, uh, foot to head. So basically Fran wakes up with Val's feet, like right in her, like literally on her nose. Yeah. Um, and she realizes she's late for work. And so she rushes over to the house. And then we cut to the house where everyone is sort of up and Mr. Sheffield is like, hmm. It's three minutes after eight. She's late. Of course, she couldn't show up late. You know, on time to work. I knew this would be a disaster. And Fran rushes in wearing her bathrobe, <laughs> yeah,
0: which I guess she wore on the subway to get there, uh-huh. so she could still have breakfast with the family as usual. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. But she's and she is in the zone of like pretending everything's fine. She's, yeah. you know, she's like, oh, it's great. I, and then uh, Maggie's even like, um, are there any cute guys in your? building and she's like, it's like full of, oh, she goes, they're coming out of the closet. (laughs) Then we do this thing where, you know, okay. So the, the Sheffields are at least under the impression that Fran is like loving her new life. But so we cut back to the apartment that evening, and <laughs> Fran and Val—they're both unpacking and killing all the bugs. And then Yetta emerges from the back room, and Fran also establishes that, like, <laughs> Val chose an apartment literally like three blocks away from Yetta's retirement home. So, like, yet another reason that this apartment is torturous. <laughs> um, and then we—I like this. We then cut back to dinner at the mansion, and it's—it's it's the family eating dinner minus Fran and it's it's like very strained and quiet and it's just like very clear that fran brings so much warmth into their lives and they like don't really know what yes. to do without her
1: yeah i mean it is they like my note was oh the sheffields are dull without fran like is yes. that that's how they like the way they're talking they don't really have anything interesting to say to each other like the scene firmly establishes that fran brings Color to the Sheffield's lives. Mm-hmm. They would be like a boring wasp family uh, who don't really have much emotional connection to each <laughs> other at all without her, which is yeah. kind of sad. Um, <laughs> but you know, I guess is also sort of like the um, the like mission statement of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. it, it plays,
0: yeah. And it's so much so that literally, like, after the children are excused, Niles and Mr. Sheffield sit down to have some coffee together. And, you know, at first, Mr. Sheffield's like, oh, Niles, you know, it's really, it's so peaceful without Miss Vine here. You know, she's always sort of like, you know, flapping about, you know, so making so much noise. And then there's this beat, and Niles is just like, how do you propose we get her back? And Mr. Sheffield like (laughs) desperately goes, I don't know. Do you have any ideas? (laughs) Like he's clearly miserable. Yep. Um, And then this gets resolved fairly quickly and in a very funny way, you know, so we cut to sort of a scene later that week and Fran is getting ready to take off. And she's like, okay, I'm going to leave for the, for the day. At which point the doorbell rings and Sylvia comes storming in and she kind of like railroads towards Mr. Sheffield. And she's like, you know, how can you allow my daughter to move into that dump? And you know, Fran's like outraged. She's like, "Ma, I'm a grown woman. Like, I chose to do it." And she's like, "Well, you're moving back in, and like that's final." And then she kind of like you know points a finger at both of them, and they both cower, and they're both clearly afraid of Sylvia. <laughs> it's really funny. And then so Mr. Sheffield's like, "Okay, okay, she'll move back in." And Fran's like, "Okay, okay, I will." And then Mr. Sheffield leaves while Fran starts to yell. She's like, "Ma, I've never been so embarrassed in my entire..." And as soon as he's out of earshot, she's like, "Ma, you are brilliant." <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you know, Fran. Goes into the other room, and Mister Sheffield comes out, and he's like, "Sylvia, you were fantastic! Like, here are those tickets I promised you." So they both clearly went to Sylvia and like begged her to make to it. fix this, yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Wait, but like, neither of them wanted to actually uh, lose face and, exactly. and say that. So, so that gets resolved, and then we have that nice little button at the end where you know, Mister Sheffield. Pulls out a a little gift and he's like, you know, Miss Fine, this was supposed to be a housewarming present, but I I guess now it's a welcome home gift. And she opens it and it's a Judy Garland CD.
1: (laughs) Uh, This episode episode also had um, like multiple songs on it, like Celebrate. By cool in the gang. <laughs> like, did you notice that? Like there was there was like soundtrack. And then the next episode also has that where like all of a sudden you're like, oh, they have like more money because like they're licensing songs to play. In between yes, scenes, yes, and 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 then it, also the next episode has like an outdoor montage that I was surprised to see. Uh
0: huh. It was very, it was a little jarring to expand the world of the show. <laughs> yeah, like that. It was a little well, jarring and to hear
1: music that isn't just like the, you know, there's normally just like a little like do 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 like music. little piano music in between scenes. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Interesting how the show is starting to expand its budget clearly mm-hmm. by like you know licensing songs and doing that kind of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. and I mean, that's basically the episode, uh, you know, the button is sort of like we both really wanted Fran back, but didn't know how to make it happen. And no one wanted to admit they were wrong. So they had Sylvia do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I also have the note though, that like, I guess through the lens of, Oh, these girls really want to meet single guys would make them like unhappy in this neighborhood. But I honestly think like two single women living in, um, like, Tribeca or a gay neighborhood is, like, actually a, a New York dream. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, fun, safe. Uh, you know, I think a lot of women would actually be like, this is amazing. <laughs> but, but, you know, yeah, it was it was a really fun episode, very creative, and also, um, you know, it was not shoehorned in. It totally was in line with, like, the themes that we've established in the show. Um, I give it – I think this is, like, a – A 10 out of 10. Yeah, I agree. Yep. So should we move on to our segments? We
1: should move on to segments.
0: And now, segments. So, segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I To say, we can move on to our segments. And now, segments. Segments. uh, With Sean and Toria. (laughs) One of my favorite lines is... um when Sylvia barges in early in the morning to check on Fran's date, she then looks at Niles and she goes, Niles, do I smell banana fritters with fruit (laughs) compote? And he goes, no. And she goes, could I <laughs> like, totally abusing and taking advantage of the help that works in her daughter's uh, place of business. Um, I also really liked when Fran's reading the paper and she, she's reading the marriage announcements and she goes, Oh, why do they show pictures for wedding announcements? Who cares what someone looks like if they're not available? Divorce announcements. That's where I want to see a picture, <laughs> which is just like very practical. And then I did, I laughed out loud. This is my last one where, um, Leonard says... uh, No, Squiggy. Sorry, Squiggy. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Squiggy says he needs – he comes in and he, like, you know, welcomes him to the building. And then he's like, I need to go. Like, it's our 17-year anniversary. And he goes, 17 is meat. <laughs> <walked out. laughs> it was like – it was just so funny and sexual but and also weird. just – yeah. Really, yeah. I, th- I, those are mine that I flagged specifically, but I liked the whole episode.
1: I did too. I love this episode. I really liked the Cheerio line. Every time you leave the room, you mentioned cereal. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> Um, and then I also I didn't write the line I didn't write the line down, but it's when Fran shows up late for work in her robe and Cece compares her to Kato Kalen, which oh, I also God. really love. This
0: show loves their OJ references. <laughs> Bro,
1: this was all it was in the like '95 to like '96, '97. That's all there was. Comedy like defaulted to like Kato Kalen, OJ Simpson jokes.
0: Yeah. And Kato Kalen, by the way, was um, a guy who I think lived on OJ Simpson's property.
1: Yeah. He lived in like the, in like a pool house in the back. He was just like a failed actor. Yeah.
0: And like a kind of a key witness to the case. Um, and yeah. Oh, do you have any other favorite lines? No, was, I
1: mean, was, those were my, those were my big ones. We mentioned a lot in the thing. I loved <laughs> everything with Squiggy. Yeah. I, I, this was a stellar episode for me. Really yeah. like this one.
0: And so, you know, when we asked for listener feedback, it's funny because we, we didn't get anything like super specific. It was just how, like, I love this. I love this. I love this, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that was like my main note. I was like, well, I'm not even going to really like call it out. It was just emphatic.
1: People love, love this episode. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then for Yiddish, we actually, we had three Yiddish words mm-hmm. that I caught. Sh- a couple we've already heard before. Schlub, which is yep. an unkept or boorish person. We have schlep. You know, just to go out of your way to get somewhere. And then one that we've never heard before, and it was fantastic because Niles is the one who used it. Yep. Further, you know, further enforcing that, you know, Fran is really rubbing off on this family. He's like, Oh, sir, I have a yen for one of those Milano cookies. Mm. <laughs> and a yen is a, a like a yearning for. Um, is that a,
1: is that a, a Yiddish word? It yen? It
0: is. It is. Get so out have here. A, yeah. Uh-huh. So it was huh. great. That's um, crazy. Yeah, and it was just again very funny to hear a dignified English butler use, uh, you know, use it. Yeah,
1: I didn't know that was a, I didn't know that was a Yiddish word.
0: Um, then nanny trivia. So um, both the nanny theme song and making our dreams come true which is the Laverne and Shirley theme song. They're both often featured on compilations of the catchiest mm. theme songs of all time, which, which is, you know, not shocking. They're both extreme. Like I've been singing, making your dreams come true all week. Uh, yeah. And then um, both shows are featured on a Mike.com's uh, compilation of, it's basically like an LGBTQ TV show. Like, gay mm. to queer television matrix.
1: Yeah. Um, the, the, the TV to gay people pipeline. Yes,
0: yes. And kind of like ranking shows that either like kind of – either were like outright introducing prominent gay characters or were just sort of like – like like had queer themes like subtly in them. Yeah. I mean, um,
1: it surely was nebulous enough, but also I think there was like a big – like they're probably lesbians – subtext to all of it.
0: Like, I mean, it went so far as I was actually like, is there Laverne and Shirley fanfic? <laughs> Which I'm sure <laughs> there is. I was actually Googling Lenny and Squiggy fanfic. Couldn't find any, <laughs> couldn't find any thought I might. Uh, I think, I, thought-
1: I think Lenny and Squiggy and Laverne and Shirley predate the term fanfic by a lot. I know, but I thought,
0: <laughs> you know, you never know. The internet has a lot out there. Um, but yeah, they both kind of, you know, and I'm actually someone where um, sometimes I think it's a little bit of a cop out when um, people or critics push a romantic or sexual dynamic between female friends because I'm almost like, you know, it's almost – yeah. It's very sad that some people can't conceive of like a very like strong, even intimate or meaningful relationship that Between is two devoid, women. Yeah, that's yeah. devoid of sex. Like yeah. um
1: Which but, is hilarious know. because I feel like women are known for being able to have very strong, deep, meaningful relationships yes. with each other and have it not be based on sex. Yeah. So it's weird. It's, it's such a like, such a weird uh uh like place for most people to assume that relationships because it's like that's what women do they have very deep emotional connections (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm
0: almost like oh i guess it's sad for you that our culture doesn't allow men to have such things but yeah yeah, so i'm like "Eh," men can't
1: process the idea of being emotionally intimate without sex (laughs) being attached that's the problem is like is like they don't men don't understand how you can open up emotionally to someone without Yeah. Having sex with them, which is very (laughs) depressing for men.
0: Um, um, Hey, we got a little Gracie over here. (laughs) We should call this Gracie corner whenever we get into our therapy (laughs) talk. Um, And then for the Fran or the Cece, um, I said I could see us both doing something totally senseless just to prove a point, And even <laughs> even something that would like detract from our own quality of life.
1: I agree. So
0: I was like, I gotta do that. I'd do it did. And then I would just really hope that I it worked itself out and Agreed. I didn't have to live yeah. here
1: anymore. Same. Same. Um,
0: yeah. So that's that's the episode. Everybody Fantastic
1: episode. I really mm-hmm. loved it. Ten out of ten. Um and if you think that this show is a 10 out of ten, then what you should probably do is go to Spotify podcasts or Apple podcasts, leave a five star review uh, rate you know a five star rating leave a nice glowing review for the show that actually uh, tricks the algorithm and to showing the show to more people that maybe wouldn't have seen it so uh, yeah, let's just keep. Uh, telling people about this show because we love doing it and we love that you listen. And I would love to uh, continue to grow the audience. If you want to talk to us or if you want to check out what episodes we're recording next, um, check out our Instagram or our Twitter. And that is Oh Mr. Chef pod chef with two F's uh, and an SH and uh, let us know what your thoughts are because that's, I really enjoy that new feature of the show. Mm-hmm. I like talking mm-hmm. about what people think it's, it's cool. And uh, that's it for us this week. All uh, right, short and sweet.
0: Uh, stay golden, everybody.
1: That's right. Stay golden,
0: Pony Boy. <laughs> yeah. Good night,
1: Gracie, and uh-huh. uh, and good night, uh, Vietnam. And good, good night, Vietnam. All right. <laughs> bye. Bye, bye, guys.
0: The flashing girl from flashing, the nanny named Fran. Oh, Mister Sheffield. I meet uh, uh, Miss Fine.